I started on social media 67 days ago. I've avoided it for most of my career because in the past to be a movie star, you needed mystery and separation. Launched on Ellen December 14th. She has 50 million followers. She taught me about selfies, ducky lips, and how to hold a little white baby. My first official post was to Justin Timberlake. He was kind of nice to shout me out for joining the ground. I showed him my nipple. Probably should have shaved it first. Met a couple guys. Big fans. Too big. Took the family away for the holidays. Jada really likes Christmas. I kind of hate it. She makes us wear these ugly ass sweaters. Took a sleigh ride. Sang Christmas carols. Nobody knows the words of that song. Took a trip down under. Fed a crocodile. Adopted a wombat. Scuba dove the Great Barrier Reef. Took multiple blows to my genitalia. Bought a new camera I didn't need. Almost hurt myself. Did a Rubik's Cube. Jury duty. Fanned your flames. Eagles won the Super Bowl. Eagles won the Super Bowl. Eagles won the Super Bowl. Congratulate Jaden, I colored my hair. That shit doesn't come out. Moonwalk was hot though. Sang La Bamba, got the words wrong, got trolled, sang it again. Got the words almost right. Shouted out Run DMC, Jay Z, B, choked out Jeff, hit 10 million followers on the gram. This podcast has been brought to you by a Four Eyed Production. And now, let's start the show. <laughs> hey y'all hey you remember that song yes i do who sings it though little john oh my god i feel like he has another one too i just don't know the words but that one has so much cursing in it but it's <laughs> <laughs> the message was yeah good. it's still a valid message i think he goes through the um take care of your kids or take care of your gd kids pass the little john right read a book read a book read a <laughs> Never mind. But he's like really smart though, right? He's highly intelligent. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that from back in the day. Everyone was saying that he was like highly intelligent and maybe, does he have a degree from like some prestige or his parents? His parents. I think his father is like a scientist. Yes, yes. yes. I remember that. So okay. if you ever see him in, a, in an interview, you'll have an entirely different view of, of Lil John. <laughs> but um, hi guys, welcome back. We black. We black. We black. We black, and we it's black, still we black. black History Month too. This has been the most lit Black History Month ever. In what way? Which, I mean, what what things have you enjoyed most about Black History Month this year? Because last year, no, the year before it was Beyonce, right? Yes. No. Okay. So the last two years it was Beyonce because the year before mm. we found out she was dropping an album. Right. She dropped the album out of nowhere. Then last year we found out she was pregnant. Yes. With twins. With twins. And we lost our minds. So what about this year, 2018? Black Panther. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you Black that. Black Panther has like ruled this month. What? As well as just all of the black girl magic that is just flying around all throughout the universe. I think that has is what has made this Black History Month just so great to me. It's just seeing sisters just winning and looking good. like Looking good while they're doing it. Yes. Sisters were even the highlight of Black Panther. Yes, People we were. I've been able, <laughs> able to stop talking about them. Speaking of Black Panther, you know I've been six times already, right? And I went again Friday. Did you see something different? Like, are you getting a different experience every time you go or you're just going because you love the film? Film. Them both. I, my um. I think I get a, a new favorite character every time I go. Really? Yes. And um, just just watching how the scenes transition and just you know just everything about the film 
just makes me happy. I think I focused more on Mbaku this time. Yes, girl. I told you, man, listen. Most underrated person in the movie. Yeah, he was hilarious. He, I, w- he was really a gem in the movie. Mm-hmm. I've seen some interviews and some photos of him since the film came out, and I just love every bit of it. Mm-hmm. And he fine, too. He is fine and big and fine. So him and Lupita's character. Yeah. has. Re- I mean, I loved her the first time, but it's just like she really just grew on me. Yeah. She's just an amazing actress. And I she's know. so... Pretty and sweet, but yeah. like clever and funny too. As I'm watching her interact with Michael B. Jordan in interviews and stuff like that, she is hilarious. Now, did you see that? This was a meme a while ago, um, and it was of Lupita and Rihanna at the fashion show. No, and Lupita like had yes. her glasses, yes. and Rihanna was looking all sultry. And they were like, "This needs to be a movie where Lupita is like the genius type who like triggers in on the marks, and then Rihanna is like the assassin type." Yep, and they're they were like, talking about Ava doing the movie, and, and Ava was said, like, "I'm yes. down." Yeah, so I mean, I can't wait for if something that like comes that to, to fruition. I will be no more good. <laughs> I really mean that from the bottom of my heart because you know I'm crazy about Ava anyway. Somebody texted me about Ava and my eyes water up. Like, I think that she is so amazing. And I can't, as a matter of fact, A Wrinkle in Time is coming out on March 9th. So as soon as Black History Month is over, we're going into National Women's Month Mm -hmm. or International Women's Month. It's Women's Month. Yeah, International Women's Month. Okay. And so just in time for A Wrinkle in Time, which Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite childhood stories to come out. I've read it a million times. I own at least three copies of the book. I have the original movie. I need to get a copy of the book for you because I read that book in the seventh grade. Listen, so good. So So good. good. English was like one of my favorite subjects. Mine too. In, um, you know, like um, literary arts. I was actually in honors and AP English in high school. Same. Oh my gosh. Like, Girl, I used to be reading up something. I'm, look, I'm smiling from you. I know, here. right? This is why we love books now. Yeah, it is. Which and is... shout out to my mama because she is the one who instilled the love for reading. Not just taught me how to read, but she would make it fun. Yes. So shout out to my mama for that. That she is raised, so She raised a good one. Okay. Because I'm real one. Half, unlike some of y'all, I'm not half. She's not half. She's not half raised. <laughs> I laughed after I listened to last week's show, and I heard you say that. Did I'm I like, say that last time? Talking about yourself in the third person. She's not half raised. She's not half raised. Um, I in the like also have somebody who you know influenced me in that way, and it wasn't my mom. I mean, my mom loves books too, but my mom was very busy. But my Uncle Wallace, when I was a kid, was in college. Mm -hmm. And so if he came home for the summer or, like, after he graduated from college, he always made reading seem like I was going. I think I've I've told you before. I probably haven't said it on the show, but we didn't take vacations. Me either. It was because we didn't have time and my mom didn't have the money. But if my uncle came to pick us up, or to pick me up to take me to the library, he made the library feel like I was going to the zoo or I was going to the theme park or I was getting on an airplane. And and you actually could, right? Mm -hmm. You could go to the library and go to all of those places in one day. So Yeah, and that's the same thing that my mom used to do. Because you know when you old school, I don't even know if they still have projectors, but (laughs) we would like rent a um, a projector. Are you serious? Yes, mom. But see, my mom went to um, two year college for 
um, early childhood education. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like her guinea pig for all Destined. this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we would rent a projector and they would have like story time she would take me to. Um, and I just remember at my grandmother's house, there were like a lot of trees um, in the yard. Like we had one really big tree kind of towards it's the back door but it's the driveway where everybody pulled up and then in the front yard there was like a smaller tree and I just remember being younger and my mom taking me out there on a blanket with snacks nice. and we would like read and then we would like you know how you look at the clouds and you say well what's that shape what do you think that looks like like I remember this stuff as a child just you know and I had mentioned that to her last week and she said yeah that's why you're so that's why you still have this imagination that's why you're so creative because we did those things so key. I love you, Mama. Key. Major key. <laughs> Thank you, Mama B, for making her so yes, amazing. Mama B be knowing. Mm-hmm. So, um, would you get into this past weekend? This past weekend. So, I want to see Black Panther again. Okay. Um, one of my very best friends in the whole world, Ami, came to town. Ami, hey girl. And I'm like sad because she's gone and. She's just like my sister. Yeah, we have to plan a trip seriously to go see her. She's not gonna do. She doesn't want to do anything with us. Well, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I'm like, can you take me to Statue of Liberty? No. Can you take me to the Mama? No. Why she don't, don't have the time. Just get off of the plane, go to the Statue of Liberty, and then spend the rest of the time with her in our socks watching movies. Yes, we can do that. So I did that, and then I came to an awesome book club at your house. Okay. <laughs> and you know, got some black girl magic per usual. Listen to all. It's just amazing to me how we're how we're all alike, mm-hmm. but how our perspectives can be so different mm-hmm. on the same thing. Yeah. And so just hearing everyone's perspective, no matter what the book is and no matter what we're talking about, just always just makes me happy yeah. because we can sometimes get stuck in the train of thought. Like, okay, this is how I see it. This is how I feel, and this is right. Right. But not everybody feels the same way that you do even if they look like you right we so all have was, different upbringings you know exactly. what i'm saying and our perspectives are different if for no other reason than that mm-hmm. you know but um one of the things i do like about it and i didn't mean to cut you off but one no, of the okay. things that i like about getting together over book club with you guys is that it's a safe space that people are so respectful of each other's opinion i, I know that one time we were standing up <laughs> yesterday like most of us were standing up because we were so passionate about what we were saying but we were still sharing you know sharing the space without talking over each other too much and at the end of the day we just didn't agree on certain things but it was more so laughable instead of walking away with it being a heated moment i love that and i think when you disagree mm-hmm. or you see things differently, it's always, to me, I feel like best practice to disagree with love. Absolutely. And still, like, bring that person in and be like, well, girl, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that, but <laughs> right. I still love you. What are we going to do after this? Like, exactly. I mean, you know, just to, to feel like, like you said, like it's a safe space, like you can say what you want and know that everybody is just here to love on you and to laugh and to just give their viewpoint on something that, you know, we're reading. And I mean, who knows? It may change your perspective on the way that you saw that book or that subject initially. And two, we always go off on a tangent and end up talking always. about always like therapy. We always end up talking about personal stuff. But I feel like it's always right on time because whoever is dealing with XYZ, all of us at that particular time 
with our different experiences, was we were put in that room for that one person, right? For whatever that person is dealing with. That's why they, you know, God made it possible for them to come to this space for these certain people to be here for you know God to put it on their heart to let that out so that we all can address it and basically coach them through whatever, or give support, or just listen. Right. So I think that's one of my favorite parts of book club is just like the people everybody that's here so yeah. thank you for doing that oh you're welcome and I'm one of those people who has to let self things soak in sometimes mm-hmm. so I might not think about your perspective until the next day I'm like you know what I still feel this way but Courtney was right when she said that um and when it comes to differences of opinion I think about it the way that I think of world travel like right. the more you travel around the world the better a world citizen you can be Because you get to see how other people do it. Mm -hmm. And while my, listen, my great grandma used to always say, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Just because I did it one way and it works does not mean that there's not another way to get to this. It's like math. You know, you can get to the same answer um, by solving the problem a different way. So I enjoy that aspect too. And you know what else traveling does? What's that? It makes you aware of like, just how small that you really are. Yes. In the grand scheme of the world. You know, even just as far as like your city, your state, your continent, Mm -hmm. it just makes you aware of like, it's a huge world out there and people live totally different than we do. Think totally different than we do. Mm -hmm. But that's what makes the world great. And are thriving. It's not like we're doing it this way and we have the best way. There are people who are doing it totally different from us, and they are thriving just fine. And it also, traveling also makes you aware of your privilege. Yeah. And you know what? I Traveling makes you, like, I hate the term third world country. Right. I do not like, because there is no second and third world. Right. There's one world. Right. Now, they may not be as advanced as we are with, you know, technology or just, not have the same resources that we do, but they're not in a third world. Right. They're they're on the same world with us. It's just I feel like it's kind of a it can seem derogatory when people say, Oh, I need some third world. But country. I think that's that's the purpose. That was the purpose all along, right? Colonizers. To make is it colonizers. colonizers. <laughs> oh, you definitely Blame still on the colonizer. Yes. <laughs> what else did you do this weekend? I know we just got off on a tangent, but it was a good one. It was relevant. Girl, the, one of the most important things I did was go to Ulta and try to get this skin together. Did you? Yes. What'd you get? Well, what I did was I got me some new foundation and I got a new beauty blender. And it just made me aware the girl I was doing my makeup all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you were still I, looking cute, I thought though. I was, girl, I thought I was doing the damn thing. What but shout do? out to Jackie Ina. Do you watch Jackie Ina on YouTube? I don't. Well, she's like a very, very well-known and well-respected black beauty blogger on YouTube. She's had collaborations with everybody. She has her own products. And I really watch her videos. Not to say I don't watch to see her apply makeup, but she has great commentary just on stuff, everything. And so I'll, you know, use some of her techniques. And I'm like, oh, so this is what Jackie had been talking about (laughs) or whatever. So that's really all I did. And, um... Spent time with you all, uh, me, and I'm on this, the 10-day green smoothie cleanse. Really? Yes, girl. Are you over it already? Because you just rolled your eyes when you said it. I'm not over it. I'm just, 
I just want something like greasy. I'm not, I don't want to stop doing it. I know what you it, mean. You know, but it's just like, man, I would really like something fried right now. Like I have this hankering for fried green tomatoes. Don't ask me why. But I want because some, you can't have it. I want some fried green tomatoes and some lemon pepper wings fried hard. Don't be giving me no soft wings because she will send them back. Will okay? she? Yes, she will. <laughs> I don't play about my wings, okay? Fried hard. Got you. I'm the same way. Are you so? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you like any like I, like, I don't like wet sauce. I do. Wings. I do like, I want them fried hard, but then I, I want the wet sauce, so whatever <laughs> at least i know we don't have to fight over the kind of food we're gonna eat when we're sitting right. at the table um yeah so this weekend for me of course black panther was in that mix also mm-hmm. book club was in that mix we read um and discussed and watched mudbound yes which the book was for me totally different um than the movie but it's still good and it's on netflix if anybody wants to check it out my grandmother turned 72 on saturday happy so birthday grandma thank you she um she's funny to me. She's very picky and snarky and she's just the kind of grandma that you really, really yeah, want. Yeah, that's how she don't play about hers. Yeah, I, I plan on being that way when I get I can't wait. I can't either. And ain't nobody if and if you're listening to this and you've ever seen the video of the grandma at the graduation, when I get old, oh, I'm gonna my be that God, way. Where she's sat in the girl's seat and, and ain't nobody gonna up, move me. They didn't ain't either. nobody gonna move me. She, that's, that's what, what my that seat. grandma said. Yes, she, she was did. like, who gonna move me? And, and, and ain't nobody gonna move me. <laughs> okay? You don't save no seats at no place exactly. like this. That's exactly gonna that's be what me. That's what she said. If I am blessed enough to be a grandmother and live, you know, I mean, even if I'm not a grandmother to my own, I'll still be mother. Right. Mother Courtney to to some you know youth coming up and I'm gonna be just that way. Fact. And um, what else did I do this weekend? Oh, I am not, not your Negro. Negro. Yes, I did go see the James Bond and I am not your Negro. Well, so I'm gonna try to keep this short. I caught most of it, but um, Ken and Jasmine met me there. Okay. And I had invited them, and I felt so bad because okay. Here's this thing. I had this thing about cosmetologists, and I know I'm going to make somebody mad. Do not Jesus. debate me, okay? You already know. Like, don't debate me if you're in my family or we're friends and we're cosmetologists. I mean, you're cosmeto- a cosmetologist. I don't even feel compelled to apologize because I know this is true. So just a few things like, you know, if you're late for your hair appointment, if you're more than 15, 20 minutes late, whatever the cosmetologist's appointment um schedule is like mm-hmm. you either get charged or they cancel your appointment like it you're done for unless you're just cool with them um but I feel like if you can do that then I should be able to work that the other way around here's the issue that I have I think sometimes cosmetologists are so used to working for themselves and building their own schedule that they forget that other people have nine to fives and I know lots of people who go to get their hair done and have to take an hour of PTO or something like that mm-hmm. to make sure that they're off early because that's the only time that they can sit in the chair. I should not get off an hour early, have to use PTO, and I'm not saying this is what happened, but I see people who've had to do it all the time. Get off of work, make it to my hair appointment 15 minutes early, and then sit for an hour and wait for you to touch my hair. We have technology now. Like, why is it that your cosmetologist, especially if they have an assistant, they can't text you and let them know, hey, we're running behind, so you don't have to come right now. Like, I have this thing about people monopolizing your time or, you know, not being cognizant of the fact that you have other things you could be doing. So instead, I'm sitting in a chair waiting for you or cosmetologists who won't build their lunch in. 
So you know how it is when um, you come in, you get your hair washed, you're sitting under the dryer. Now for me, I keep my hair cut short. It does not take long. I personally shouldn't have to sit at the salon for four or five hours to get this washed and curled. Right. Right? But you have cosmetologists who will get an attitude with you if they need to eat. But what they'll do is they'll go get their food, they'll sit down, they'll talk on the phone. All that's great, but just build it in like a regular lunch or a regular break or something like that. Don't have your customers waiting and then get an attitude with them. And there are a lot of other things that cosmetologists do that just upset me. Like, you know, you came in first, you already had to wait on them because they were running behind. You're still going to have to pay the same amount. They're still going to expect you to tip and... They put people in front of you that came after you. Like, that's mm-hmm. a problem. And um, I try to make it known when I have something to do without making them feel rushed. Because it's like, well, girl, you should have made your appointment on another day. I made the appointment when I could. Yeah. You know, but you don't want it. Because I've had an experience where I was, and you know, I'm kind in my approach. Right. So I'm, I'm not going to get an attitude with anybody unless, you know, they go there with me first. But I've asked someone nicely to do something, and they had such an attitude. And when I walked out, my hair was jacked up because they had an attitude. So I try not to do that. It's like sending your food back sometimes. Mm-hmm. You never They'll know. take it out goes, on you. Yeah. I don't want anybody spitting in my food, and I don't want anybody messing up my hair. But I said all that to say <clears throat> I loved um, my hair, but I was late getting there, and I missed most of the film. Now, they did mm-hmm. catch me up when I got there, but... You know, I was in the salon for like hours, and I know yeah. I just went off on a tangent on that, but, but you, I had to get it, it off my chest. It was on your chest. Yeah. So if you're doing hair or thinking about doing hair, just you know, have good customer service. Like it goes without saying that no matter what your business is, you gotta have good customer service at all times, and not think that just because it's a service that I need that I have to spend my dollars with, with you. you because there's a whole bunch of people that can do hair. Ciao. And that's the okay. whole word. So get it together. Right. Customer service is everything. Appreciation is everything. Get Fact. it together. Fact. Um, you got any recaps for last week? Because I do. <clears throat> no, but I probably will once you start. Right. So first of all, I want to make some corrections. I think when you were talking about, was it New Jersey Drive and we were trying to figure out who the actor was? Yeah. I, I feel like that's Faison Love and not, I said he was a gooding. Yes, it is Faith on Love because Faith on Love has the mold. Yes. Yes, that's who that is. So I messed up on that and I wanted to make that correction. Um, and then we were talking about guns last week in uh, light of the Florida shooting, the school shooting. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I made a statement about an assault rifle. And I, even I know better than that. Like, that's a term that, you know, we shouldn't use because an assault rifle isn't a thing. It's just a rifle. Mm-hmm. We don't call any other um, firearms, assault, anything. Um, so I just wanted to make that. So what does AR awesome. mean? AR-15 stands for Armalite uh, Rifle for the company that made the gun in the 50s. Okay. So so it's kind of like a patent they have. Yes. Or a trade name or what have Yeah, or okay. in, in the same way. Where Brand name, that I we'll, Right. We'll call um, copying something Xeroxing, but Xerox is a brand. brand. Or uh, Frigidaire, like you hear older people say Frigidaire, like for refrigerator, but Frigidaire is a brand. brand. So just like that. Okay, got you. Thanks. See, you learn something every day. Every single day. <laughs>
uh, if you open up your mind. And then, you know, just jumping back to that, I was watching something where, oh my gosh, the town hall. I did not get a chance to see it. Girl, when I tell you, those students and those family members were frying Marco Rubio and the NRA lady. I saw some pictures and it looked intense. Oh my goodness. It was intense, but his, his, um, his argument was basically that the only thing that makes an assault rifle an assault rifle, even though you just informed us that there's no such thing or that's not the technical term, right, is like some type of clip that's on it. Right. So it was just a whole bunch of shenanigans that was going Wait, on. Wait, who said that? Marco Rubio. That is he talking about the book stop? I guess it's some plastic clip. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and he was like, what happens is they ban the ones that are made with it or what have you but then people can buy them and then just take the clip off and it's the same gun it was just a whole bunch of foolishness and he was trying to beat around the bush as to why they can't come up with some type of ban for those specific firearms right but if you haven't watched it it's on youtube i think it was jake tapper who narrated it so when you get a minute go watch it jake tapper you said jake tapper he narrated it and um it was just interesting, like that the governor of Florida wouldn't show up. It was it was two higher ups in government that would not show up, and basically it's because they lobbied for them to build these gun uh, manufacturing warehouses or what have you in these certain cities in Florida to get kickbacks. So right. they wouldn't even show up, and it was just interesting because a student sat there and asked Marco Rubio. Will you vow right now that you won't take any more money from the NRA? And he could he, not. He would not he answer would not. that. I did. Mm-hmm. I did read that. Yeah. Um. Oh. Um. Other than that. Oh, Black Panther. I know we talked about it earlier, but I just wanted to keep you abreast of the numbers. Yes, girl. Let us know the numbers because you know what? Men lie. Women lie. Numbers. Don't. Numbers don't. Shout out to Uncle Jay. Okay. So we are at uh, 426 million or 426.8 million, I think, here domestically. And then globally, we're at 704 million. That is crazy. Yes. And they are projected to do 900 million by the end of next week. So in two weeks. Ciao. Or three weeks. That'll three be three weeks. weeks. It'll be the third week. They didn't. I don't think they're including next weekend. Okay. And um, I I think I was discussing with you earlier how um, here in Charlotte, you know, next weekend will be CIAA, and the manager at the movie theater the last time I went was telling me on CIAA weekend they always have an an influx of visitors. Um, and so he's expecting to do big numbers in week three too. Especially too with having like SMG uptown where you can yes. drink and all that. I could imagine that especially an older crowd mm-hmm. would love to like go do something like that. Of course. Or even people who bring their kids. Cause you know, some people bring their kids like go to the games and all that kind of stuff. And then they can just go see it. Um, see it there. I actually watched it in IMAX on Friday. I think I did too. You did too. Did you enjoy that? I did. We thought it was 3d, but it wasn't. Oh, okay. I'm not into 3D. It's got to be something, like, really legit. Like, I might see A Wrinkle in Time in 3D just because of what I know that entails, but... No, the last movie I saw in 3D was a horror film in Halloween, and I was like, oh, no. I mean, like, the bullets were coming at my head. I was like, "Uh uh-uh. I'm okay. No, 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 no. So, I haven't watched... Now, I'll watch a kid's movie, like, a cartoon or something silly like that, maybe even A Wrinkle in Time because of the effects and because of... You know, the different lands that they travel yeah, to and people stuff. People are flying and the right. tesserets and all that kind of stuff. Like, So, yeah. 
But no. But anyway, moving on. Do you have, what do you have for your good, bad, and different and things that you want to talk about that happened this past week or that caught your eye? I had some, did you see where um, the girl on the internet, R. Kelly, was like, Basically saying, well, I'm going to Wakanda too. And and they replied by saying, uh, no, thank you. We've closed the borders. Yes. And they were like, don't oh. nobody want Robert Kelly nowhere where he can be unwatched and unpoliced with young black women. Listen, Wakanda immigration was like, no, I don't think the door, uh, the door Milaje will play that anyway. <laughs> so I, you can let him in, but he will not be successful. He'll want to come back home. Yeah, that was a good one. Black Twitter is undefeated. Unde- I love the interwebs. Like every time I think about just giving it up, Twitter brings me back to life. Twitter be known. Yeah. Instagram memes are cute, but Twitter Twitter is funny. What about you? Um Well, since we're talking about a wrinkle in time, we just kind of chatted about that. And I know that I sent it to you, but off of the success of like the Black Panther soundtrack and you know just how lit black soundtracks are. Yes. For a wrinkle in time, Sade has Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Yes, Sade has come out of retirement and um basically written an original song for a wrinkle in time. And basically, you know, um Ava Ava DuVernay had um tweeted that she was kinda scared to ask Sade yes. she may say no but she asked her and she said yes and the title of the song is called Flower of the Universe and this is going to be her first single in eight years so, she looks so good still she does and, I can't wait to hear it and I think that it's funny that a lot of people don't realize that of course her name is Sade Adu, her name is Sade but yeah. Sade is a band Yes. Yeah, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like, Sade is a is a band, and she's the lead vocalist, but it's a band. It's right. not just her. Her. Um. So I thought you just taught the people something today. I did. I teach you yeah. something. All right. But yeah, Sade is a band, and the band is named after the lead vocalist, whose name is Sade Adu, and it was um, it's an English band that formed in London back in the eighties. Um, and I just love Sade. I hate that when she went on tour last with John. I think it was her and John Legend. I missed it. And I'm just kind of sad now, but hopefully with, you know, the resurgence of her and making this um, track that someone can convince her to go on another tour. We, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it happening, I but got, I got my fingers crossed. I know she doesn't need it, but it would be great for us. It would be. I feel like she will at some point. It just may not be now. She may need to miss it. And, she, yeah. and who knows? She may be like Tina Turner and act like she don't know us no more. Cause right. you don't ever hear nothing from Tina Turner. But she she minds a business. whole heap. She went through a bunch. She did, she's but, probably but just people like, love Tina Turner. It don't matter. She's out living her best life, and I'm she here for She is it. all the way. I think she's in France. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the one good thing that I saw. What about you? Anything else? Oh, um, Akon. Did you see where Akon was saying he got rejected, so he proposed? So, okay, about so the, let me, about Puerto Rico. Yeah, let me just go back. So Akon is, um, a, of course, a rapper. We know that. But he's also the founder of Lighting Africa. Mm-hmm. And so they work on energy initiatives there. And he said that he offered to work on getting power back to um, Puerto Rico months faster than they actually did. Because I think Puerto Rico is almost at 100% now. Yeah, I think it's like an 80, 80%. 80, mm-hmm. I think it said, they said 86%. Right. Um, and that he got rejected. Now, I'm not sure where that rejection came from, but I'm inclined to believe him. Why would he say that? 
Right. I mean, because it's like a, you know, like a PR thing. Yeah. You know, so then when someone else comes in and does it, then they can take the credit. But in the meantime, you have people without power and children without, you know, lights and water, babies with without, you know, purify water or right. you know allowing their, their moms to at least boil the water to to make it cleaner for them to, to feed their babies so you know these are people's lives it's not a pr stunt it's not to say well this company did it and or this government didn't do it like these people how can you go without electricity and water here's the thing i mean in its simplest form i honestly just believe it was one of those now, America is really responsible for Puerto Rico. Yes, they are. And we would not give them the aid that they needed, which is disgusting. Mm-hmm. There's no way they could let this black man from Africa come in and clean up what they refused to clean up. Exactly. Because we already look bad, mm-hmm. and um, that would have made America look worse. Ego. Ego but I mean, America away. can't look any worse than Donald Trump. I mean, it's already, I mean. Oh, I thought you meant physically. Like That too. <laughs> I mean, like, he, look at Donald Trump. Yeah. That, like. No, thank you. We can't look any worse than that. Or, or and you know what? I'm going to just say this because y'all getting on my nerves. Y'all are getting on my nerves. Okay. Melania Trump is not snatched. Okay. Oh she is not she doesn't have a hairline. Her hair is as bad as he is. Gasp. I'm just like, ma'am, where is your where is your hairline? What is this? How you just gonna what say is that? This? You know they love Melania. I don't care. They can love whoever they want to love because she is not what's tea. Okay? okay? So stop trying to say, oh, she's, you know, has this fashionable style. First of all, Jackie O and Michelle Obama are those the, two. The, that's it. I don't want to hear anything that's else it. about Melania Trump's. Okay? Sorry, I haven't got in my feelings. Because people are trying to force her on me. It's okay. It's funny that you say that because I had taken screenshots of her and uh, Michelle Obama, uh, Melania Trump and Michelle Obama earlier this week just so I could do a side-by-side comparison. I mean, there's no comparison, but I did it anyway because I'm like, I really want to see what these people are talking about. And honestly, I'm just saying it's definitely not a a black, white, like a white woman can't be attractive because no, there it's are a, plenty like Charlize Theron. I, I love her. Charlize Theron, Ashley Judd. But, I mean, I like to me, Ashley Judd, especially like Kiss like the girl, Girls. Yeah, like a girl just next natural. door, beautiful. Right. Um, Jessica Biel. Right. I mean, now come on, it's some fine but ass not, white women. But not Melania Trump. Not Melania just, Trump. Okay, people every- are saying that Michelle Obama is unattractive, but that Melania Trump is fine. I'm like, no. Let me see pictures of your mama because you don't have good judgment. You don't have good judgment. Well, let me see pictures of your wife. And I want y'all to Google images of Melania Trump and look at her you know, fucking hair. What is? It's like a. It's like a, a a part, but you can't really see the part, and then it comes down like like curtains opening. Maybe I don't know. Wig. It just bothers me. And the yes. wigs are okay. They're yeah. okay, but you, you listen. Get, you can't be Melania Trump all of these, and not have a nice one. All of these wig makers on Instagram, who, listen. Are, whoever, you, are you trying to Melania say Melania has an Instagram wig? No, she don't. I'm saying she need to oh, get okay. some of these black Instagrammers that do wigs. <laughs> whoever be doing the girls on Housewives of Atlanta and all it is. You need somebody because her hair is 
it bothers me. And I just, I know we go off on a tangent. It has nothing to do with nothing because we went on to Donald Trump. But stop trying to force feed Melania Trump and his family down our throats because we're not having it. Okay? Moving Who? on. Who? Who? Says the owl in the corner. Okay. Who? So at the beginning of the episode, you guys heard the uh, Little John read a book. Um, dang, I don't even remember when that song came out. But I thought that was a good opportunity for you and I to kind of go through some. Of, and because we had um, book club yesterday, mm-hmm. this is a good opportunity for us to kind of have an even exchange of books that we love. Right. And maybe I can take something and our readers can take something from your list and I can you can take something from mine and the like. But what I want to know is... And from the both of us, um, some age-appropriate books for kids of all ages or people of all ages. So, something for the little ones. I'm going to let you handle that because I don't know. Okay, because you know I I know. When I was a kid, I was reading grown-up books. So, I can't really... Does Mama B know that? She took me to the library. Oh, okay. She took me to the library. I mean... Never mind. She probably didn't really know. Okay. She just let you pick out. Yeah. I got you. Um... But yeah, so hopefully by the time we leave here today, we'll have a comprehensive list of things that we can read that we haven't read before, all by black, all while supporting black authors. You know, put a couple extra dollars in their pockets. Yes, you know what? There is one kids book. Gosh, it's the book that has all the the black women on the front, but there are obviously you know illustrations. I will find that because I think that would be age appropriate. Other than that girl. Is it new? Or? Yes, it's newer because you had to like pre-order it and it's a newer book, but I will find it and make sure I mention it before this episode is over. Okay. So, um, let's start with this. What's, okay. your, what's your favorite book by black? Here's another thing. I thought I was going to have trouble because a lot of my favorite books are not written by black authors. Okay, me too. And I stumbled across a couple books that, for some reason, I guess in my youth, I or I'm still young, but when I was a kid, I thought they were written by black authors that aren't. So, you know, I'm having to, like, revamp my thought process. Um, but what's your favorite? Or at I, least one. Okay, yeah. I have lots of favorites, and I don't want to continuously talk about the color purple because that's like my favorite book. Girl, but you can. Um, one of my favorite books, and I'm pretty sure that if you're a black girl from the hood, you don't read this book or not from the hood. I know exactly what you're about to say. <laughs> the coldest one yes. ever. Sister um, Soldier put her toe, her her whole ankle. Listen, the opening paragraph. She came with the real, and this is getting kind of personal. Yeah. But there is um a guy. Um, that I knew growing up and he's actually, um, he's gay mm-hmm. and he gave me that book okay. and was like, girl, read this book. It's a page turner. It, I mean, it's, it's popping. And I read that book in one night and it just, it was just so good. Like, I feel like as far as like literature, mm-hmm. it changed my life. Like it was just so well written and it was just like drama and just mess like it was so good and this past year I actually read one of the follow-up books to the coldest winter ever which is called um a deeper love inside right and basically it's about Portia Santiago the 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 middle child right. and her story which to me and she was following in behind winter at the end of the other book right Am yes I, okay. yeah because you know it was it was winter it was Portia and then it was the twins yes and so it talks about um, 
Portia's struggle and she she had it she had it rough and um there's also a couple of midnight books which I haven't really gotten right. to because I heard that I heard mixed reviews about them but I just have to say that the coldest winter ever is one of my favorite books and I hate that back when you know a few years ago when everybody was talking about Jada was gonna play winter I hate that that never happened because right, Jada would have slayed she definitely would have killed winter. that so what's still, yours I wonder if they'll ever make um make a version of that I mean, I don't feel like it can be the same cast that it was before, but I digress. Um, you already mentioned The Color Purple by Alice Walker, and we've discussed mm-hmm. it on the show before. I've also discussed um, Alexander Dumas before when, yes. in Black History Month when I said, you know, a lot of people don't know that, that he's actually black, and he wrote The Count of Monte Cristo, which is one of my favorite stories, as well as The Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. So those are two books. Um, and then... What else? Oh, for Color Girls. Did you yes. ever watch the like a an adaptation of it, whether it was a play or like Tyler Perry's movie? Now you know I went to the movies to see Janet Jackson. Oh yeah, I forgot. Now it. come on now. You know I'm in the jam fam. You had to support And Janita. that's when she had that bad ass short hair. And it looked good on her. Yes, it did. Yeah. Janet was slant. And it had my boo, Amari um Hardwick in it, even though he was living. Foul. Yeah, okay, it was living foul. foul. But if you haven't foul. seen it or read it, I when I was in college, I used to want to do an adaptation. Never really found the time, and then as soon as the movie co- was coming out, all of my friends texted me. They were like, "Girl, that was a well put together film." Yeah, it flowed nicely. It Michael Ely pissed me off, but it was so good because it was good acting. It was great acting. Yeah, and people be saying Janet can't act. She acted mm-hmm. in that movie, but. That's no, that's we're not gonna get on that because you know I can talk about Janet all day. So that's for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow isn't enough. And the author, I always get tongue tied when I try to say her name, but Intazaki Shange. Well, you didn't get tongue tied. I right did. Here. That's She's I had not tongue tied. Okay. Um, <laughs> just wanted to give the names too, so if people are looking for the book, they can you know look Find it up them. by both. Okay. Okay. Um, another book that I read. Um, and it was given to me by that same friend that I had talked about earlier, mm-hmm. um, was Their Eyes Were Watching God yes. by Dora Hurston. <sighs> so God. I just got my hands lifted <laughs> up in the air when I think about the book, the movie. My Aunt Emily gave me that book for Christmas. Of course, I had already read it before, but when they had the anniversary, mm-hmm. when they came out with the anniversary edition, I had to read it all over again. It's just such what? a well-written novel. And I can't believe that book was written in 1937. And it just still feels so relevant. Still. Um, it on the like time did um, like top 100 American novels mm-hmm. and it was in within the top 50 of best American novels of Are all you time. Serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite books. Also, another one of my favorite books, um, which is also a film, mm-hmm. is Beloved by Toni Morrison, which is totally not for kids. Totally not for kids. But it's good. But it's good. And I think. I, I just love how that book shows, it, it's just a good picture of how terrible slavery was that you would kill your child mm-hmm. to not allow them to go through what you went through or what your ancestors went through. And it I know was that just, happened a lot. Yeah, it was it, in Oprah Winfrey, Danny Glover, Tandy Newton. Yeah. Um, also Kimberly Elise Neal. Neal. wasn't that her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was Denver. Yes. Yeah, I mean that was just an awesome movie. It was an awesome book, and Toni Morrison is, I mean, she's legit one of the greatest 
authors of all time. Mm-hmm. She did Beloved. She did the Song of Solomon, too. She did The Bluest Eye. Yes, she Sula. Did. Girl, you better know Listen! Now, okay. she she clatch it, but she reads some books. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, when it comes to things that kids can read, I remember being in college and being in a rendition of um, The People Who Could Fly. Yes. I always love that story, and um, that's by Virginia Hamilton. Okay. So that's good for kids. Corn Rolls by Camille Yarbrough is probably one of the first books that I would want to buy, like, my daughter. If I had a, um, a daughter right now, like, that'd be one of the first books I would buy for her, too. I'm trying to think. There's another one. It's just it's on the tip of my tongue, and I'll think of it in a little bit. But... Another one that we did a book club on not too long ago was um, What It Means When a Man Falls from the Sky. Yes, that was heavy. Yeah, so Leslie Neka Arima wrote uh, a book. And the first time I heard about it was actually on a different podcast. It was LeVar Burton Reads. So you guys know LeVar LeVar Burton um, either as Jordy, if you're a Star Trek fan, if, if anybody made you watch it or you watched it when you were a really little kid, or from Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. Mm-hmm. And so he has a podcast where he reads excerpts from um, different authors. And Leslie Necarima was one of the ones that he read. So what it means when a man falls from the sky is the title of the book. And then that is actually one of the stories within the book because it's a book of shorts. Okay. So that's really good. <clears throat> and I think now I know um, the book that I was trying to, to think about earlier. It's a, it's a newer book, and it's called Little Leaders, Bold Women in Black History by Vashti Harrison. That's the book I was trying to, to remember because I saw someone that I follow on Instagram posted it, and I was just like, man, I meant to order that book for my niece. So I think that that's one that is um, age appropriate. Also, there's a book for girls called I Love My Hair. I don't yes, know. I love that book. Yes. It's so cute. Yeah, that that's a, I think would be a good one too for, for kids. The one that you just mentioned mm-hmm. is the same one I was telling you about a couple episodes ago when we were discussing Galentine's Day. And I said one oh. of my friends gave me a Galentine's gift. It was that. That book? That book. I have that book. Oh. I don't know why I didn't think. Um, oh, I that. Love My Hair is by Natasha Tarpley. Right. So... Um, another book of mine that is a favorite, and I actually read these books in the fifth grade. Uh-oh, you're right. laughing I sh- already. I should not have been reading is this Is this some Omar Tyree? No. Okay. Mm-mm. You know what? I don't think I've ever read, but maybe Fly Girl. Yeah, Fly Girl I don't is... think I read anymore. And Fly actually, Girl was good, though. I actually met Omar Tyree. Me too. And got a picture with him at Winston-Salem State University. I was going to say, we yeah. must have met him on the same day. Yeah, he came to K.R. Williams. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm pointing. I'm pointing yeah. at Courtney right now. I said, oh, I got to go see Omar Tyree. Yeah. Courtney so, be meeting everybody. Every girl, episode, you want to tell me about some other famous person that you've met. I can tell you. Stories on stories. Another yeah, day. I'm going to be quiet. Because, see, people be sleeping on me. They don't. It's just because I keep my business to myself. Same. Same. I be knowing people. I was, just, I, was, <laughs> I was thinking last night. Or maybe it was, like, early, early this morning. We were, like, eating up, sitting up eating tacos. And I was just thinking, like. Yo, the resources that I could actually get my hands on, right. people be sleeping. But that's okay. Yeah, because I think I talked about me, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Idris Elba, mm-hmm. Omar Tyree, mm-hmm. Solange. Mm-hmm. I can name some more, but I'm going to be quiet. Beyonce. Beyonce. You met Beyonce? Yes, you did. The day yes, after, they, after did. she got married. Yes, you did. So, Jay-Z, girl. The Dream. I had a foot race with The Dream one time. I almost fell in the hallway. But he little and short. So? Anyway. 
Let me tell you about my book. He's from North Carolina. He's no, from he, the country. He don't claim North Carolina. I he don't care Atlanta. what he claims. We know where he's from. He's from like Rocky Mountain or something, right? Yes. The North Carolina, not just like North Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I spent summers in North Carolina. Like, he's from Rocky Mountain. Well, girl. he don't claim Rocky okay. Mountain. We don't care. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um. Okay, so the, the book that I was going to um, talk about, it's a book called Coffee Will Make You Black. I've never read that. I'm glad you said that because I'm going to tell you what it's Please about. Please do. I'm okay. writing it down right now. Um, the name of the book is called Coffee Will Make You Black, and it's by um, an author. Her name is April Sinclair. Okay. And basically, um, the book is based in the 1960s Chicago, um, and it's about a young black girl named Stevie Stevenson. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like a coming-of-age book with this young girl. She's discovering her sexuality amidst civil rights and you know political demonstrations at her high school. And I just feel like it's it's it really depicts what we go through because she's basically going up against her family's traditional values in this changing world and it just talks about her um going through middle school and high school okay after that it's a sequel and it's called ain't gonna be the same fool twice and stevie grows up and goes to college and ends up in san francisco in the 1970s so these two books are really really good mind you i probably shouldn't have been reading this in the fifth grade because when stevie grows up and gets to college she starts experimenting and having girl on girl experiences okay but it was a good book so gotcha. if you have um, some time and, you know, just want a, a good book, you know, that gives you insight into, I love reading like period pieces and, Me too. and you know, black perspectives from, I'm glad you said that. not only just slavery and where we come from, but, you know, during the civil rights and the seventies and the hippie times and all that stuff. Those are two really good books to read um, and just to, you know, to, to escape for a little while. Yeah, speaking of period pieces, um, there's a book that I've read recently called The Book of Harlem, and it's by an author who, of course, is still living. Her name is Bernice McFadden, and honestly, she probably thinks I'm a stalker because, like, I follow her. (laughs) I follow her on Instagram, and I follow her on Twitter, and I tweet at her sometimes. I tweet about about the same thing every time. I'm going to explain in a minute. And then, of course, I at her on Instagram sometimes, but I was introduced to her because I read a book called Sugar. Okay, mm-hmm. so the Book of Harlan is a period piece. It's a really good one. Had great details, but I fell in love with Bernice McFadden's writing style because of Sugar. So that name Sugar, sounds familiar to me. So Sugar is the name of the character in this book, and I, I don't want to give too much away because I really want people to read this book. It's an easy read. It's a fast read. But it, a girl moves into this small town, and she, you know, is thin dark she's beautiful but you know she wears different wigs Mm -hmm. and you know colored hair and you know she's scantily clad and stuff so the church women and the um everybody goes to the same church they don't really like her you know the men saying by temptation so, something like that. Only but sugar, right? Sugar. She's actually sleeping with men. You know what I'm saying? And they're taking care of her. Some of these men are the men in the church. They're the husbands of the women. You know, at the salon, they don't want to see her come in there. Blah blah blah. But it's this ongoing story about um, a connection story, basically. Okay. So there's a lady who lives across the street who is also in the church, but she's kind. She lost a daughter who was murdered early on in the beginning of the book. So she takes to Sugar, mm-hmm. almost like Sugar is her daughter. And they have this relationship, this exchange. Um, and then there are these men in the book who come in and they have these different personalities. And you find out later on 
how everybody's actually intertwined with one another. And it is so crazy because um, the follow-up book to that, the sequel to that is called This Bitter Earth. So Sugar is the first book. Yes, and This Bitter Earth is the second one. The same characters in both stories. Like one is just an extension of the other one. And I'm an emotional reader. So, girl, me too. I will throw my books, like yes. text and all capital letters. If I know you're reading the book at the same time as me, if something crazy happens, I'll cry. I'll have to put it down and come back to it like a day later because, you know, catharsis. Um, but anyway, they are so good. And I always uh, tweet at her about those books. And I really believe, mm-hmm. listen, I want you to read it and I want you to tell oh, me yeah. if you agree. But I really believe that someday, I hope sooner than later, they will make an adaptation for the screen for Sugar. Is that good? And I've I heard of that book before. I have something to do with it. I, I actually have it. You can borrow it, but um, I haven't, it's good. I haven't thrown a book in a long time. The last book I threw, and it wasn't by Black Arthur, but I I threw this book when I got done with it, and that was um, Gone Girl. That book pissed me off. That was just a waste of like a week of my life. <laughs> Wait, so did you throw it because you hated it or you threw it because it was emotional? I threw it because the ending sucked. I can't, that's one thing that I hate about a book is if you have me like going like page turner and then the end like fizzles out. That makes me so upset. That's true. A lot of stories are like that. A lot of um, movies are like that too. I know uh, one of your favorite books has to be The Miseducation of the Negro just because it's essential. Like Carter G. Woodson. I have that. Um, Also... Um, another one of mine that is essential is I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings by my Yes, Angela. girl. I that think is every, a must. Not, not every black person only, but every black woman needs to read that book. Right. Um, also, another one that I have, and I don't know if you have this, but I have the classic slave narratives on my list. By um, Henry Gates Jr.? Yes. yes. Shout out to Dr. Bell, WSSU. Yes, that, that's why I have it. He actually <laughs> me um, gave me the book as a gift before... Oh. Uh, I got out of his class. Yeah, I, that just, it's just good to get an actual account from a slave about what it was like and what was happening and not having someone just tell you a story or, you know, basically give their own spin on history, having it come straight from the horse's mouth. I love that. And it was so needed at the time when I read it. Yep, that, um, Oh, I know what book I was thinking of earlier with regards to children. Mufaru's Beautiful Daughters. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one for kids uh, by John Steptoe. I liked that. And, oh, have you ever read Perfect Peace by Daniel Black? Mm-mm. So it's a story, you guys, it's lit too. It's a story about a family who kept having boys, okay. a black family. And they kept having boys, and so they wanted a little girl so bad. So this last time when they had a child, um, they wouldn't let anybody come in the room, or the mom wouldn't let anybody come in the room whenever she the midwife was delivering. So somehow she got the um, convinced the midwife not to tell anybody she had another boy, but told the whole family that it was a girl and raised that son as a girl. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. And, and that's Mafaro's Beautiful Daughter. No, that's Perfect Peace by Perfect Daniel Peace. Black. Okay. I'm going to have to read that. Yep. Um, another one of my books that is just on the essentials is um, Asada. Of course. By Asada Shakur. Um, another book that I read that was really, really good. Of course I read this book. Was Decoded by Jay-Z. Yeah, no doubt. Awesome book. I have it like in my living room. Like it's a 
coffee table book. <laughs> that's a that's a given and like dreams of my father, like yes. Barack Obama, that's a given. Um what else? Souls of Black Folks. Souls of Black by Folks. By W.B. Du Bois. Um, the Autobiography of Malcolm X. Oh, yeah. Um, Alex Haley, right? Yes. Wrote Roots. Kunta. And Kizzy. <laughs> oh, um, when I brought up um, LeVar Burton. He was Kunta, too. Yeah, he was. Sure was. That was his first role. Um, uh, What was I going to say? Kunta, Kizzy, Chicken George. All of that. All of that. All of that. And Queen, too. We Queen. can't forget about Queen. I was just getting ready to say that. Uh, the Negro Speaks Rivers was good. I, I was obsessed with uh, poetry when I was a kid. So Langston Hughes was one of my favorites. Yes. And I'm glad you you um brought that up because this is not a book that I have read yet, but mm-hmm. I plan on buying it and reading it because poetry books just, just read so much quicker. Right. Um, Janae Aiko has a poetry book out. Shut your mouth. Yes, she does. And it's called Two Fish because, you know, she's really into her Pisces side. Right. Um, And it's, I think the book is I like six good. bucks. I bet but it's good. But I bet you it's good too. And so, because you know she's a writer. Yeah. And so, you know, why not throw her on there? She's a woman of color. Um, It's called Two Fish. Okay. So that's one that I'm planning on reading personally for myself. I'm definitely going to check that out. Now, as far as new things, I mean, and I'll probably go back to some classics too before we're done, but... Um, the Misadventure of Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl by Issa Rae yes. is something that we just recently read. From book club. But I remember reading it and thinking the premise, I mean, the stories are not the same, but the way her book made me feel, I have read a book that made me feel the same way before. And I finally figured it out last night. My Uncle Wallace bought me a book called The Broke Diaries, uh, The Completely True and Hilarious Misadventures of a Good Girl gone broke oh wow that sounds when i interesting. was in college and it's a girl her name well she's a woman i need to meet uncle wallace tough because uncle Listen, wallace smart. is a g what i need to meet uncle wallace a real you guy. got too many good uncle wallace stories i know listen <laughs> hey uncle wallace hey uncle wallace i know you're listening <laughs> Um, he's my favorite. Don't oh, make me say my look, she is cheesing. Don't tell him that. Oh, I mean, you can so- tell everybody oh, but him. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, her name is Angela Niesel, and um, her account, like she was, I I don't can't remember specifically because this was a while back, but either she was in college or this was like post college, but she was just trying to navigate through life and not really having the money this is like at the beginning of blog area mm-hmm. so i think like in real life she had a blog so these are true stories from like her journal just day-to-day accounts of things that are going on in the way the clever way she tells the stories are hilarious because if you've ever been a broke college student or broke right after college then you totally understand where she's coming from from really good read oh yeah i'm gonna have to check that one out because i love like true accounts like autobiography type stuff mm-hmm. like I this year I had to like tell myself I cannot buy any more autobiographies like I can't girl please <laughs> like just for a while like I need some fiction in my life yeah. because for yes. a moment there that's all I was buying and I was just like what the world like I can't I gotta buy some some something that can let me escape a little while now see them I have the exact opposite issue where like I'm I'm into fiction a lot because it takes me away Mm-hmm. And when somebody asks me to read um, something that's nonfiction, it's like, <sighs> okay, fine. Yeah. You know. And see, I had got to the point to where that's all I was reading. And I think it really had to do with, and this is getting really personal, that's but right. I think it just had to do with me 
kind of feeling lost and not really knowing, you know, like what I wanted to do and needed inspiration. So I was like, well, let me find some like highly successful black women or black people and just kind of see if I can get any inspiration or gems or breadcrumbs from these people. Right. That's fair, though. I can understand uh, the method behind that madness. Yeah. I read um, Shonda Rhimes' book. Yes. She's yeah, I read amazing. that book in like two days. She, but she's a right, like you know how she is. Yeah, she like like pulls mm-hmm. you in, like even with her her shows. So I mean, I read it in like two days. Right, it was awesome. It's called The Year of Yes. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that one out. Speaking of women, I don't know if you've ever read um, Homegirls and Hand Grenades by Sonia Sanchez. No, that's a must read too. Um, trying to think. Oh, oh, as far as women authors. Gosh, we know a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Behind the Veil um, by Suzetta Perkins. And somebody else is skipping. Oh, Yo-Yo Love by Dima Poole. So that's a story. I feel like it's kind of teenage appropriate, but maybe like 17 to mid-20s. Mm-hmm. It's a, about a girl who's navigating through relationships, and she's just dating like different kinds of guys. Um, and she finally... Is trying to settle on this one guy or this one guy really likes her and they're just trying to figure out how to make this work after being single for a while and doing your own thing which is a really tough transition Mm -hmm. so can i digress into something a little bit more ratchet yeah okay there is a series of books and the first book is called wifey it's by kiki swenson i'm scared girl that book is good you hear me like is it scandalous good yes it's scandalous people going to jail and selling drugs and cheating it is like a soap opera but it's like a you know it's like like a series yes but But, it's it's, okay more yeah um and it's called wifey by kiki swenson (laughs) listen y'all that is those are some good books they're well written and it pulls you in and it, it keeps you like, like, the story just keeps building. You're like, what in the hell is going on? That's what I so, don't like if you have books that are scandalous like that, but then they're not well-written. So you're saying they're well-written. Because yes. if, it, if it wasn't well-written, I right. wouldn't have been able to read it. Okay. Because I like, like, I mean, like, The Coldest Winter Ever, that is a hood book. Yes, but it, it is. well-written and put together, and it just, it keeps you going until the very end. Because she is a good, she's a great author. So I can't read anything that's ratchet if it's not at least written well. I'm with you. And the the Wifey series by Kiki Swenson is very well written. Okay. If you want to divulge and get your hood booger on for a minute, read that book. Or those books. (laughs) And she's a a sister, so, I mean, you know, we got to support our own. Fact. If we want to keep having that one little section at Target of black books. I want more than one section. I want more than one section, but... If we don't buy the ones that's already in there, that's true. They won't be getting them. That's true. Um, something a little less <laughs> ratchet. First of all, you're not gonna try my life. Uh-uh. You're not I'm gonna try me. To, I'm just trying to keep it balanced. You How right. are you gonna begrudge me the opportunity to keep it balanced? Because I, I feel like you try my spirit. But nah. Native son and and black boy are both with it. We mentioned those already by Richard Wright. No, I didn't think so. Those, The Invisible Man by Ralph. Um, Waldo Ellison, not Emerson. Okay. He was named uh, for, no, I mean, not, not like his mom knew him or whatever, but because she, I guess she respected the work, he was kind of named for him. But okay. Ralph um, Waldo Ellison wrote The Invisible Man. Did we talk any about James Baldwin? Not as far as uh, works. I mean, I mentioned him with the documentary, but not. Okay. 
I thought we I thought we mentioned James Baldwin, but typically anything by James Baldwin is going to be enlightening and a good read. You know, that's just um, kind of like essentials and, and must have reads on your list. Fact. The same for Walter Mosley, who wrote Devil that, in a Blue Dress. Did he write? Who wrote Monster? Which monster? Are you talking about the monster that they ended up making into a movie? Not that monster, because that's a true story. I don't think this is. It might be a true story. But anyway, continue. Um, so Walter Mosley, anything, speaking of my Uncle Wallace, he has like every Walter Mosley book ever published. Um, and then you have American Negro Poetry by James Weldon Johnson, who also wrote, um, I don't know why I was about to call it something else, the Negro National Anthem, Lift Every Voice Lift and Sing. Lift Every Voice. Oh, I got a funny story about Lift Every Voice and Sing. Girl, I have a few, but I ain't going to put nobody on Front Street because I know the words. Yeah, it. I had told, my aunt was doing a Black History Month program for her church. And I said, well, you know, if you're doing Black History Month, y'all should sing, you know, the Black National Anthem. Right. And so she was like, well, well, what is it? Is it, how does, what are the words? And I was like, well, the song is Let Every Voice and Zing, right? Right. She can never think that I'm right. So she calls one of her friends on the phone and was like, ah, uh, what's the name? What is the name of the, the Black National Anthem? You know what? Go lift every voice and sing. I'm sitting there like, ma'am, I that is the name you. of the song. <laughs> oh my God, it was so hilarious. Yeah. I love my auntie, but girl, she be trying me. We all try you from time <laughs> oh, to time. Oh, Walter Dean um, Myers wrote Monster. Okay. Yes. Um, that was the book that I was thinking of. That's a, um, a good book too. It's about like drama and, and crime and it's for young adults. Yeah. It's called Monster. So that is who I was thinking of. So, um. Yeah, and also Trevor Noah has a his book too. I want to read that. Born a Crime. That's you know another what? one that I've been thinking about getting. I have my, listen my book list. I just look at it and like I, this is probably like six hundred dollars worth of books. Like I got to take my time. You might need to get Audible. I mean, I don't want to do it because I, even though I commute a lot, like I prefer to listen to podcasting. But when it comes to my books, like I'm, I want them to be tangible. Yes. So there's something about being able to turn the pages that I need. Um, but you girl, if you got a $600 list, oh, I'm sorry, Born a Crime, that just sparked something. You were talking about, um, what's her name? Dang, Ooh. Courtney, this in, um, Black Panther. Um, Lupita? She's doing, she's supposed to be doing that as a, a movie or a series. About Trevor Noah's Yes. Life? Oh, wow. They're working together on that, so we'll have to... I've seen them together, but I didn't know exactly... That's what it's for. Oh, that's... Well, I need to get go ahead and get the book. Mm-hmm. Um, another touchback that I want to kind of um, make sure I mention is because we were speaking about poetry, mm-hmm. and I don't know if she has any physical books or has written any books, but there is a poet that I am in love with, and her name is Sunny Patterson. Yeah, I've heard of her. Before. Oh my goodness! If if you guys are listening, YouTube her. Um, she's on social media. I know her videos have been all over um, Facebook, but she is from New Orleans. Show and you, her some love, and you already know with just yes, their accent culture. and that culture. She is one of my favorite poets of today sunny patterson so check her out and you know she's a sister and she's just she's just brilliant and um i really got i got into her a while back um and then i kind of like stopped following and listening and or whatever and then when formation came out and yes. paid um homage to oshun mm-hmm. it kind of made Brought me go back, back to, to sunny, sunny. because mm-hmm. she's really you know she talks about 
Mother Oshun a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, check out Sonny Patterson because we are talking about books, but that's a literary work as well. So Sonny Patterson is a good one to check out. Fact. Have you ever heard of um, The Spook Who Sat By The Door by no. Sam Greenlee? But it sounds like it will make me mad. I don't, no, no, no. <laughs> it it will It sound like it will make me mad. It's a story about Dan Freeman, um, the first black CIA officer. Okay. So it's a black exploitation type um, work. And I get, now I haven't read it, but it's something that I'm interested in reading because I gather it's a black man infiltrating the CIA the same way that like they, you know, when we're discussing um, the Black Panther Party and them infiltrating, you know, the Black Panther Party, like almost in reverse. Got you. So it's the, the spook who sat by the door. Um, by Sam Greenlee, and then I don't know if I mentioned the Ditch Diggers Daughters, but of course that's a black classic. Mm-hmm. Um, by Joe Codert and um, Yvonne Thor- Thornton, I believe. And then um, Nigger by Dick Gregory is just mm-hmm. you know a black must. Uh, the New Jim Crow, yes, by you know, Michelle Alexander is a must. Speaking of that. I want to say it was in North Carolina. You know they had that on the banned book list for inmates? Really? Yes. Well, and, you, the, and the federal government, you know, or the Supreme Court lifted that. Wow. They had it on the banned book list. Wait, when was it, though? This was recently. Oh, because I was going to say, now that sounds logical, but for it to be like a shocking thing, it should be Girl, recent. so shady. Yes, they had it on there because, of course, they don't want them to read that. That is ridiculous. Like, it just pisses me off. That's okay. It just pisses me off. But, yeah, they had that on the banned book list. Um, Another book I had on my must-haves was The Women of Brewster Place by Gloria Naylor. I was trying really hard not to say that because I knew it had to be on your list. <laughs> yeah, oh, on my list. I love everything about that book and the movie, too. Yes, so that's on mine. Also, Waiting to Exhale is on mine by Terry yeah, McMillan. Anything yes. by Terry, Terry McMillan mm-hmm. um, is a must-have. Um. I think we talked about the souls of black folk. Yep. We said that. Um, did I have anything else on there that we didn't talk about? Oh, Revolutionary Suicide by Huey P. Newton is yeah. on mine. Um, also, Tupac's book. Did you read Tupac's book? Do I? Did I? Start I mean, it's a, I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. Come on now. It. Do you need to borrow it? Is, is <laughs> the question. Yes. Yeah, so his book was really, really good as well. Yeah. Um, what else? You got anything else that... I don't the folks may need to check out and read. A quick read would be um, I Am the Darker Brother by, um, name escapes me, Ar- Arnold Adolf. Okay. It's a quick read. Uh, so if, if somebody's like, you know, just taking a road trip and you're not the one driving or you're flying, you know, a flight under an hour or two hours, you know, that's that's a black must as well. Okay. Must read. Okay. Got you, um, got you. I, you know what? It's so bad. I have not read that book by Dick Gregory. I'm over here feeling bad. Really? Yes. Cornice, uh, some of your $600 book lists, you might just need to go um, check out my bookcase and I grab know. some things. I can be, I can be the library. I can be your substitute library and you can just return books. I won't even make you get like a fake library card. Let me ask you something. What? And this is what I heard and I don't know how true it is, but. That's how rumors get started. I know. But someone was telling me that, speaking of reading stuff, I hope you all have read the Willie Lynch letter. Fact. But someone was telling me that that was a hoax. 
Of course, that's what somebody would say. I think I've had this conversation with someone else before. Okay. Um, and I think that's just a deterrent. But I mean, it's always worth doing your research. Okay. So I don't want to deter anybody just because you're listening to me. Um, but of course, a person, and I've seen like black people post that it came from somewhere. It did. Who do you it think? Came from yeah. somewhere. So. No, I don't think it's a hoax. Okay, so, okay. Gotcha. I just wanted to, to ask, because I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all don't be playing with me. Mm-mm. Because I don't have the time nor the place to be fooling with y'all. That's why I don't believe anything. I just do my research. I just go, oh, okay, most of the time. and Do your Googles. Do, I, do my searches. In the, in the wise words of Phaedro Starr on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Do your Googles, nigga. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the man said. That's what he had said or whatever. Is that what he said or whatever? And I, you know what? That is one Verbatim. of my, that's one of my favorite quotes. Do, Do your, your Googles. Googles. Okay. Do your Googles. She's your friend. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> um, so, that's it for your, I'm sure we'll have an ongoing list. Yes. But that's I mean, it for now. you know, at some point I'll be on the, the list. Okay. Okay, and then you'll we be reading be, my book. We may be on the list. You'll be on the list. Because I already have an idea for a book. Okay. Of shorts. I'm pointing again. I'm sorry. Sometimes when it gets quiet in the room, it's because I'm pointing and smiling. But I'm going to have to use a moniker because I don't want y'all knowing all of my intimate details. Okay, it's going to be loosely based. I but, already said the same thing. I, I already have my <laughs> moniker in place. Listen, I can't give y'all all my tea. When I start telling y'all to support this person and support that person heavily, <laughs> just know it might be me. It, it might may. be her. It just may be one of us. Right. But yeah, definitely going to have a moniker. So, what was, what was this week's inspiration or funny for you? Um, Inspiration, I would have to say, you know, I am in love with Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. <gasps> Okay. Yes. So, yes. first, let me just go back because I I know, I know you know why I'm saying yeah, this, okay. but before that even happened, mm-hmm. there's this um, show that has just started and it's kind of like an unsung or what have you, but it's called Uncensored. Mm-hmm. And Tiffany Haddish was on there. And so she talked about basically how she got to where she is now. And she talked about how it was. She grew up with her mom and her five siblings, Mm -hmm. and her mom was in a car accident, and it basically altered her mental status, and she was never the same after that, Um, where Tiffany basically had to take care of her mom, take care of her younger siblings. Everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And her mom was diagnosed with, like, bipolar and mania, and um, from her accident, she couldn't really get her words out. So instead of talking, if she got frustrated, she would just hit them. Mm-hmm. That was her way of communicating. Yes. And so, long story short, um, while the kids were at school, Tiffany's mom and a neighbor got into a fight. And okay. um, Child Protective Services were called, which there was already like a CPS foul on them because their brother, her brother went to school and said something crazy. So, they had an investigator, all this kind of stuff. Dang. So, because her mom was going through all of these problems and basically was unfit to keep them, that's how they ended up in foster care. Yeah. And... Tiffany ended up going to, what is it called? It's the the Laugh something in California, like the big comedy mm-hmm. place, um, the Laugh Factory. The Laugh Factory had a um, program for basically troubled kids. Right. Where they would, it was like a comedy camp. Wow. And that's how she found her outlet. So yeah. 
that and was, look at her now. I know, and it just talked about how upright she was, and and like how men in the industry would try to like sleep with her, and she has been like, no, you will never be able to say that I got to where I am because of this. And I know she was in like an abusive marriage and all of that. All of that to say, Tiffany is going to be the voice of a main character in a Netflix um, animated series called Tuca and Birdie. And so it's going to be 10 episodes. And not only is she going to be voicing one of the characters, she's also going to be executive producer. Are you serious? Yes. It's going to be amazing. I already know it's going to have so much depth and character to it because mm-hmm. she's just herself. Herself. And so basically the story or the series revolves around two 30-year-old bird women that live in an apartment complex. Tuca, um, which is a toucan, that's going to be Tiffany. And then Birdie is a songbird. And so I'm just like, this is going to be so cute and funny. And I wonder if it's going to be more to adults or is it going to be for children? I don't know yet. I don't care. I'm going to support. That brought me joy and inspiration. Just seeing that um, special on her life and then follow right by this Netflix deal that she got, which, you know, Monique said that if she took that deal, that it wouldn't be nothing left for Tiffany, but (laughs) wrong. Anyway, I'm excited for um, Tiffany Haddish, and that brought me joy and and a little bit of inspiration for this week. Did you see her um, and Oprah on Ellen? Ellen, yes, and that dress that Tiffany had on was everything. Why does she look so good? She looks so good. She also talked about... Um, the last black unicorn, and that comes from when she was growing up. She had like a mold uh-huh. wart in her forehead. They called her a unicorn. <laughs> they called her unicorn because kids are so mean. So mean, but I mean, look at her now. Yeah, you know, and that just you know, I I think that's awesome how comics can take their pain and you know stuff that was probably meant for their detriment. Yeah, and turn it around. So I just love Tiffany Haddish, and I just feel like she's so girl next door. And then when she busted into Michael B. Jordan's. Dressing room. That it was, was just, cute, too. Oh, my gosh. She is my spirit animal, and I love her. What about you? I know I rambled on. I'm no, sorry, No, I y'all. love it. Jeez. <laughs> um, so, so many things. I, I don't know. Like, a lot of things made me feel good this week. Um, I'd have to say if I needed to pick one, it would be, and we already told you guys about book club yesterday. I hosted a book club as I try to do once every month or once every other month, whenever time permits for us to get together. But when I looked around the room yesterday with the evening exchange, and I know sometimes we get together, we always take an opportunity in the middle of book club to introduce people who have not been there or haven't been there for a while, what they're doing in the world, um, maybe what businesses they're working on or starting up. And not this time, but last time, I know two people in book club actually had their merch on them Mm -hmm. and you know were basically sold out by the time they left book club which is not why we came together but that's also why we come together Mm -hmm. so just um knowing that I was in a room full of brilliant women brilliant black and brown girls who are willing to exchange ideas who aren't afraid to give it all you know instead of feeling like you guys have to hold back or that we have to hold back and sharing with each other so we can be our whole, full, productive selves. That just, um, it really made me feel good to know that I was facilitating something like that. So, that brought me joy this week. And speaking of book club again, I know y'all, we keep talking about book club, but our book club be lit. Um, (laughs) 
Start. Like, God be knowing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I know I say that a lot, and it's always Courtney be something, but this week is God be knowing, okay? Yeah. Um, just knowing that not even hours before I talked about needing some more community service opportunities. Yes. You know, talked about not only with our podcast, but with, you know, my business. Like, what can I, I need to find something to give back to and to donate to and to come to book club. And it's like everything I put out there that I need from my community or from my sisters or from my friends. A lot of the times I find those things at book club, like, you know, by just people coming in saying, oh, I'm doing this. Yeah, and busting I, the door like, listen, yeah. this is what I need help with. Well, I'll be doggone because I have the resources for that. Exactly. So, you know, that that is just, I don't know. It's just when we come together and we lean on each other. And like you said, we're not in competition or fear of somebody stealing our ideas. Or, why? Yeah, you know, it, it can really grow the community and the kingdom if you mm-hmm. one of them uh church girls you know so i just think that it it just it just makes me happy and i have invited someone to our book club i don't know if she will join mm-hmm. but if she listens to this you know who i'm talking about or whatever she's welcome. so she is she is, welcome she is welcomed and she is a banging cosmetologist okay so i'm pretty sure somebody within the group need they heard it so you know I think that <laughs> Tiffany's raising her hand. I think that because of the women that are invited, the caliber of these women, we all can not just, you know, come in to get something, but we all can give something to each other too. Absolutely. So that makes it awesome. I love that. I do too, girl. So, um, I, u- I know I usually have a lot of things I don't want you guys to forget. Uh, nothing really this week except for the fact that so this is we're ushering out um, Black History Month and we're ushering in Women's Month, March 2018. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, Ava DuVernay uh, has been working on A Wrinkle in Time. I know I'm going to be emotional. Take your kids to see it. Take your nieces and nephews. Go by yourself. You know, I would like to see this pushed in the same way for this black woman, the same way that we pushed for this black man um, to get Black Panther done. Mm-hmm. And the movie comes out on uh, the 9th of March. So I know we'll talk to you guys again before then, but this is just a reminder to go ahead and get your house in order because it's time for this movie to come out, and it's been a long time coming. Do you have anything? Um, Other than A Wrinkle in Time, no. Oh, if you guys, well, I guess it'll be after. No, this will be Tuesday. Um, everybody who's going to see our double A, please be safe. Yes, I meant to say that too. <laughs> please be safe because at the end of the day, this um conference or this basketball tournament is for the betterment of our colleges. You know, that's what it's about. It's I mean, I know we like to party and all of that, but I just really wish that if you can't, you know, go to the game, go to a step show. Yeah. You know, go to some type of event that's going to benefit the schools because I just think it's so unfair that, you know, a lot of these promoters come from all over everywhere, New York, Atlanta, Miami, and make all of this money. And none of that goes back to the school, which is or to the schools, which is what it's for. Right. So or if you can't make it, then just support a scholarship. We were just right. talking yesterday about um, the resources that predominantly white schools or PWIs versus HBCUs and it's because our HBCU 
graduates are not giving back in the same way. And mm-hmm. so we don't have the same scholarship fund yeah. for our kids. And I know that, you know, everyone wants to be comfortable. But if you know um, someone who is of color that has an Airbnb or that may want to rent out um, their rooms, because I'm actually probably going to rent out my spare room. Yeah. You know, think about those options, because it's not only one benefiting your brothers and sisters, your, your community, but there is a black tax. Yes. So these establishments are going to charge you out the wazoo because it's CIAA weekend. Because they know we're coming. And, and they know we're coming. You know, be safe. Behave yourselves. Call an Uber. You know, because I just hate every year is something associated with CIAA negative in the news with people shooting stuff like these rappers. and all. Like, what are y'all even doing here? Right. What are y'all Go even away. doing You're making here? us look bad. Yeah. So just, you guys, be safe. Um, and I want you to enjoy yourselves, but be safe and try to participate in at least one actual CIAA event this year if you're if you're coming out. Absolutely. That sounded like a good word. Do you have a good word this week oh, for I the good, a good people? Word, yeah. Go mm-hmm. ahead for it. My good word for the good people is a no doesn't mean never. It just means not now. So yeah. there may be things that you're pushing for or that you're uncertain about and you want to jump and God or your creator or whoever you pray to or have a a spiritual relationship with is telling you no, or you feel like, you know, your own spirit is telling you no, but that doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. It just means that there may be more track that needs to be laid on the path for you to get to that. Yes. Correct. So just don't give up. Keep your mind open, stay prayed up, practicing your self care and just know that, And I'm talking for myself. I'm just letting y'all know all of these good words that I be giving out is stuff that I have determined that means something to me or that has been applied to my life within this past week. So just because you got to know or your spirit or God is telling you no, it doesn't mean that that's never or, you know, that that it's just a definite no. It just means not now. So just keep at whatever it is. Put it in your mental Rolodex and keep pushing because I guarantee you when it's time for those things to happen. They're going to happen, and it's going to be the right place in the right time. So that's the, the word I have for y'all today. What about you, sister? Why do I feel like our good words always align with one another? Because, honey, this is God-ordained. Like, he put us here. Okay. He sent me to Winston State, and I met so many good people. And you was one of them because you was our queen to be. Okay? <laughs> you was in WSSU, and we, girl, we was, when I tell you, we was riding for you. Oh, Girl, thank we, you. I remember going on the dorms and putting both oh Tiffany Richmond WSSU with Are you chalk. Serious? Yes. We was writing it everywhere. Girl, yes. We we should have been. You guys, on, We was on the street. To, yeah, girl. Oh. Yes. Girl, you was our queen. Oh, so I just got watery. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, yeah. B. That is so sweet. We yes. have to And talk. Ami can vouch for me. Yes, girl. We had our talk. Man, that's dope. I'm going to have to tell my mama. (laughs) So, um, my good word. Okay, so one of the things I wanted to say, this isn't necessarily my good word, but we are stronger together. And that just coincides with what I was saying earlier. Don't, I'm not saying go spill the beans to any and everybody you know, but when you have, when you know you have a tight core group of, especially of, um, people who are very, uh, creative. Mm Mm-hmm. Just share your ideas. You never know. And you don't have to have a fully developed idea. Sometimes you come to the table with what you have and you will walk away with a whole meal. Yes. I, I like I liken 
our meetups to potlucks in that way. Mm-hmm. That I we bring one dish and we walk away with full bellies. Yep. Um, oh, that was good. I know that should have been my good word, but it wasn't. That was good. My good word is that it's never too late. So mm-hmm. there are some things even that I have wanted. And I know, like, they've been on my spirit or my heart or in my dreams since I was a kid. And, and I've gotten to the point where I just recently started talking about them all the time. And, and and a lot of people know what those things are or some of them. But I was reading this story about Dorothy Steele. And mm-hmm. Dorothy Steele is the older lady who's in Black Panther, who's on the council, who's on With the... the red. The reddest skin? Not that one, but the older lady. Oh, who, great-grandma. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so um, when they're thinking about going to get Claw, if you guys um, can remember, and they're talking about um, going to get him, and she's like, we need a we king, need a not, king a not a warrior. Yes. That's Dorothy Steele. Do you know how old Dorothy Steele is? 103. No. You're close, though. She's 91. Okay. Dang, I just said... <laughs> No, that's okay, but I, I mean, still, I put some years on uh, listen, we pray that she lives to be 103 and much yes. longer, but she's 91 years old and she started acting when she was 88. <gasps> no. Yeah, you should see B's face right now, y'all. It is never too late. It is never too late to do what you were meant to do. Um, and as long as you're living, you will get there. Just, I now want, the older I get, the more I understand where people are like, Enjoy the ride because that's the most important part. That's where your memories are built. Listen, listen, girl. Hands out. My hands Laid are out. out because I was going to talk about in my inspiration um, T.S. Madison. And I don't know if you're familiar with T.S. Madison, but I love T.S. Madison. Yes. And I was watching, she has a YouTube um, little series. Tell that's the people called, who T.S. Madison is. T.S. Madison is. Um, the lady who is with Kaya on the Queen's Court. Yes. And I love my sister. T.S. Madison, if you ever hear this, I just want to come to your house and just lay on your couch, okay? I love T.S. Madison, but she does this YouTube series where she, it's called Let Me Pick You Up. And she uh-huh. has a boober service because you know she got them big boobs. Right. And so she just picks people up and they ride around, they go get something to eat and they talk. Mm-hmm. And when she, um, she picked up RuPaul and RuPaul Ooh, is I just love RuPaul. a gem like Oh my God, I love Rue. Like, uh, you can, have you ever uh, met somebody and just known, like, this spirit is so yes. sweet? I've never it's even, genuine. yes, usually I have to meet, like, a person in person to really know. You can tell. I mean, look, look beautiful. at that glow. That's that a beautiful guy. So you know spirit. that, you mm-hmm. know that he living good, because just the glow from within, just, anyway, when you said what you said about, you know, you have this one life and Enjoying you got to enjoy the ride. T.S. Madison made a statement and I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember exactly, but he said, nobody wants to die and get in front of your creator or whoever. And then, you know, they look at you and be like, girl, you, you got off the ride and have no fun. Right. You got to live while you're alive. And it's just crazy that you said that because I just, I watched that episode with him and Rue like twice. If When you get a minute, go to YouTube and Google T.S. Madison, let me pick you up. I'm going to do and it today. And within each episode, like, she just gives all kinds of good tea. Now, some of the episodes get explicit because it's T.S. Madison. Right. And, you know. But I just, I'm smiling from ear to ear. I, I can love see. her. I just, I want to be her friend so bad. 
I'm gonna write her a letter. Please write her a letter and just say I want to meet. I, my I tell her we'll bring you. we'll bring the blueberry tea and the uh, honey if we can just come over. Just come over and just lay on your couch, girl. <laughs> I love my sister T S Madison. I love that. Okay, but that's all. But I mean, it just comes full circle. Even when you mention how you may not have the the full plan. Think about when we had our first meeting about this podcast. What? We didn't know what the hell we was going to do, but we sat down and the name is different now. Yeah. We had a totally different idea. But without talking to each other, we had the exact same name title for the show without even speaking to each other. So, and then it was still a year that went by that we, we did nothing with it. So... It goes back to me saying just because it was a no at that time or we didn't really have it figured out, that didn't mean that it would it would never happen because here we are. Oh, it'll bless you if you let Nine it. episodes later. Her <laughs> next week will be episode Y'all, I ain't even gonna talk about it. Oh my god, this is internalized. This, but this episode has, has given me life. Me too. And I love you, sister. I love you too. Yay. And we you. love you guys. We love you guys yeah. a whole whole lot. For putting up with, especially putting up with me <laughs> and my big ass mouth. I know. It's putting up with me and my Us. mouth. Us. It's a collective, so <laughs> if they got to hear your mouth, they got to hear mine. <laughs> so, guys, there's a call to action. Um, we definitely want to know who are your favorite black authors? What are your favorite black books? Like, we love reading. We want to know some things that we can add to our collection. We want to know, you know, something that we can add into our book club. Do you have a book club? What are some things you guys are reading or what are some things you guys are discussing whenever you meet up? We definitely want to hear from you. You can catch us on IG, Twitter, Facebook at the Culture Shop Podcast. On SoundCloud and iTunes, please give us a rating. That's how we're able to continue to do this. Mm -hmm. And you can email us, which we love, emails at blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. Anything else? Any final words? Any benediction? Final word is just love each other and love yourselves. And I love y'all. That's all I got to say. I love y'all. I love us for real. For real. You started laughing before. You make me sick. Hey, Look. my loves. Uh-uh. I'm coming to you today no. to, to implore you to follow wow. us on IG. Lift to, every voice and sing. To lift me. every voice and sing. <laughs> to like us on, you know, SoundCloud, follow us, iTunes. Mm-hmm. Because I love us for real. Mm-hmm. Yes, come on with the hymn, though. That'll preach. That will preach. And it'll bless you if you let it. Hallelujah. Y'all, next time we talk to you guys, we will have um, seen Angela Davis. So we can't wait to tell Woo! you about that. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I am Courtney B. And we out. Yeah.